Hi, I'm Gary Tom. Hi, I'm Sam Fletcher. I'm Stephen Nicholas. Hi, I'm Dale McSorley. I'm John Crawley. I'm Jockey Scott, and you're listening to the Albion Podcast. Welcome to the first ever Albion podcast. I'm pleased to announce that I've been joined by two very special studio guests, David Ogilvy, a sports journalist for the Sterling Observer, uh, and Graham Ruffan, a sports editor and chief football writer at Fourth Weekly Press. Welcome. How are you both? I'm very well, thank you, Andrew. Very good. Doing well, how are you? V- very well, thank you. I'm excited about the first podcast. But coming up on this week's podcast, we're here from Jockey Scott and Brian Allison, and we'll be chatting all things Albion. But uh, Let's get down to business and start off with Saturday's game against uh, Dumbarton. Uh, a 1-0 defeat, myself and the Albion team were there and it seems to me that we were just unlucky in the last 10 minutes again. Uh, uh, David, let's start with you. What did you make of the performance? I thought the first half was poor, but in the second half I thought we created a number of good chances and it's it's such a tight league, it's a fine line and it could easily have gone 1-0 the other way but recently we had a tendency to miss chances and we paid the price nearly near the end and even after that, you know, Darren Smith should have equalised. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it was a bad performance. I know there was a lot of negativity after it. But, you know, it's a game we could have won. It's a tight league. We just need a wee break at the moment, I think. Graham? Yeah, I think the first half, the difference between the two teams was that Dumbarton retained the ball a lot better than Sterling. They had possession a lot more. Uh, Sterling struggled to get into the game and Dumbarton didn't make the most of their possession. But second half was slightly better, as David alludes to there. We had a, a few chances at the end. What was frustrating from an Albion perspective was that I thought once Dumbarton had scored the goal there was more urgency in the performance we saw Sean Dillon go close with a glancing header past the post and of course Darren Smith right at the end there so um, perhaps a bit of urgency early in the game might have uh, helped Albion get a better result Yeah it seemed in the first half that Dumbarton had most of the possession and, and all the chances and in the second half it was the opposite but at the end it was almost it well, it certainly was Dumbarton that took home the points. But so, do you think that was the the difference between the teams? Obviously, that final cutting edge in the last third. I, I think I think maybe it was, but I don't I don't think Dumbarton displayed a uh, great cutting edge themselves. I mean, uh, Big Sam Fellers told me. I mean, David debated after the game whether it had got a, a touch of the winning goal had got a touch on the way through, um, and and Sam said that it had got a touch off Devin Jacobs. So, you know, once again at second game, I I, I can't speak for these five game. I wasn't there, but. Uh, you know, I've heard it's a deflected goal there. So that two deflected goals, you know, you, that's when you you know your luck is out basically. Mm-hmm. And David, I think um, three games in a row without scoring is a bit of a worry. I think the chances have been there at least in two of them. Cowdenbeath the team didn't create much, and you do have to start taking your chances. Are you, you going to suffer for it? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Would you put that down to the poor form of uh, Scott Davidson and, and Darren Smith, or? Well, well, they seem to have been almost quite prolific not prolific sorry um, the other word I'm looking for yeah. the opposite of prolific uh, <laughs> profligate in the, in the last couple of games what do you think? Yeah I, I think um, there's a distinct lack of confidence at the moment in terms of, of finishing um, I don't really know what the solution is to that but um, you know I'm, I'm positive you know that once Darren and Scott you know get a, a goal between them a good goal where they've worked together you know that'll, that'll uh, spark up again uh, I'm not too worried about that as Jockey says, I think it's just about taking your chances and it's just unfortunate there's been three games in a row where that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, off the back of that defeat, Jockey did come under for a, a fair bit of uh, of stick from from the supporters and on Red Web we've been reading Red Web is the the, the supporters forum. Um, Mr. Red Web himself claimed that Jockey should be removed from the position straight away, um, and and many seem to be with him on that. But I mean, do you think that's justified or or not? What do you think, David? No, I'm surprised at the negativity um, and the number of people that, that seem to have that view. We are only. I think 11 games into the season. My personal view was if we finished 8th this season, that was a, an achievement. It's pretty much where we are at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's only two points separating the bottom half. So it's very close. And I think you can't make judgments after 11 games. I know that Jockey's been here since February. But Division 1 was brutally tough for any manager. And I think he's, Jockey's got to be judged on this season. And I don't think 11 games is anywhere near enough. I can understand why people are frustrated. Uh, the team won the first two games... Since then, there's only been one more victory. You know, I think everybody could do with a lift. A win soon would would be huge, I think. Yeah, I, I would echo that. I think um, a lot of people uh, touting this statistic about that, you know, Jockey's only won, what is it, four games in 31 games. I think you have to separate this season from last season. Last season was a completely different, you know, uh, beast, if you will. And, uh, you know, it's a completely different squad. I think uh, Brian Allison. Josh Flood, are they the only two, David? Uh, yeah, who and Callum's here, but Callum, Callum's not uh, played yes. yet. Yeah, so three players from the from the squad um, of last year. You know, it's a completely different squad. You have to take it on its own merits. Uh, and yeah, I think it was just a case of, I don't think the Albion fans have had a goal to cheer for in three games, and certainly not a win. So it was it was a lot of frustration being let out. I think. Yeah, that frustration has uh, sort of flooded down into a, a poll that they've they've done on the forum. Uh, Sixty-three percent of fans believe that he should be should be removed from the position. That seems quite startling. One fan was actually saying that they they're not coming back to the club until until he has left. Uh, regardless of what the board feel about this, at some point you have to start listening to the fans. Where do you think that line that line is? I, I think um, although Sterling Albion are, are a fan-owned club and we're proud of that of, of that fact, you you do need to separate. Uh, to a certain extent, the fans' opinions and also the running of the club. Um, if you were to run a club on on the opinions of fans every week, like you know, you know what I mean, like um, yeah. in terms of uh, what fans have to say after every single game, mm-hmm. you would you'd be going around in circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think um, that everyone t- knows that this is a very young squad of players. Um, and perhaps the you know the biggest source of experience and direction and advice for the players are Jockey Scott and John Blackley, um, and I think that if there anyone's going to get them out of this fairly modest uh, problem that they've got at the moment, I think it's going to be those two. And David, what do you think about the the statistics there? I, I think, despite being a bit surprised that, 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 of, about the poll, I, th- I think also. You have to, you know, you have to understand the fans' frustration. You can't ignore that. If that's the way people feel, that's the way they feel, and that is a worry, because Sterling don't have a big supporter base. The last thing, as, as fellow supporters, we would want anyone to stop going. Um, but you know, I, I think the next couple of games are tough. You know, Stenhousemuir on Saturday. We'll talk about later. Probably our both the week after. Then it's a cup game. Yeah. So by the time we got to four for the league table, might not be looking too clever, but. Given how close it is, you, the fans of Dumbarton, of Airdrie, of, of Albion Rovers, of Forfar, you know, they could all on, on, on that basis say that they would want rid of their manager. Breakin were the pre-season title favourites. 
strongly fancied, and, and they're only a couple of points further up the table. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they're in, they're in uh, six foot at the moment, Sterling or Knight. So. It, it would have been very easy as well for East Fife to to lose patience with uh, John Robertson as well. You know, after that that, that uh, poor start that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I'm certainly not saying that that Jockey and John are untouchable. I'm just saying at this at this point in the season. Uh, I think it would be an incorrect decision to you know, dismiss them. Well, let's hear from Jockey uh, speaking to yourself uh, yes. this week. So we'll just listen to the interview you carried out. So, Jockey, uh, just how disappointing have the last few results been for you and the players? Well, obviously, the, the last three games, result-wise, um, have been very disappointing. Um, none of us have enjoyed it. Uh, you know, nobody likes getting beat. Um, the Cowden Beath game, unfortunately, uh, no excuses. We just never turned up. Uh, we didn't. Um, we didn't do well in that game. Uh, we didn't give a good account of ourselves, and uh, we thoroughly deserve to to lose the game. Uh, uh, the next two games, um, East Fife away. And Dumbarton at home, uh, totally different um, performance. Uh, matched, we matched um, Dumbarton on Saturday. We matched East Fife the previous week away from home, uh, and unfortunately, on uh, both occasions, uh, fell to a defeat by. Um, Deflected goals, which uh, the goalkeeper could do nothing about. Do, do you think your players' confidence have been have been knocked by the last few performances, per, per, perhaps against uh, Cowdenbeath the most? No, I don't think uh, the, 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 their, their uh, confidence has been knocked. I think um, the the one department that we are we've struggled in, obviously, the last three games has been scoring goals. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, up until the Cowdenbeath game, uh, every game we played, we looked as if we were capable of scoring goals. Um, however, the Cowdenbeath game, we—I don't think we—we we put their goalkeeper under pressure at any any stage. Um, these five game, we had opportunities um, and had shots at goal. Unfortunately, we didn't really make. Uh, these five goalkeeper uh, work hard to um, to save the shots, and then again Saturday Dumbarton, we had uh, a few opportunities there to um, to do better uh, and score. Uh, unfortunately, didn't take it, and uh, that's the one department of our game right now which uh, which is letting us down. Can you pinpoint the reason behind your, your strikers not, not taking those chances or is it just about getting a break of the ball? No, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, you could say that the ball's not running kindly, you could say the goalkeeper is... Um, the, the, the opposition goalkeeper is, is doing well. Uh, you could say we're missing good chances um, by not hitting the target. Um, you know, there's a... a Lots of things could contribute, um, but I'm not having a go at any one or, or, or two uh, players. It's just a case of, uh, at the moment, that's not um, that part of our game is is not happening. Uh, 
um, but I'm confident it will um, start happening soon. There's been some criticism of the, the way your, your team have played in the, in the past few games and, and some even calling for you to, to leave the club. How, how do you respond to that sort of criticism? Well, uh, supporters, um, I'll tell you that uh, they pay their money, so they, they, they're entitled to, uh, to shout, entitled to moan uh, and criticise. Um, at the end of the day, that's their prerogative. Um, but if they are saying that um, performance-wise we're not doing well, then they're, they're, uh, they're not looking at the, the team properly and they're not looking at the performances. Uh, yes, the, th the last three results have been poor. Yes, the Cowdenbeath game was, um, was shocking. Uh, but that is the only game this season that I could honestly say that performance-wise we've been poor. Uh, the rest of the time we have competed well with, it, uh, with opposition. Uh, and even um, the game here with Forfa where we were uh, result-wise well beaten. Uh, their goalkeeper had uh, a magnificent save uh, in the last 10 minutes. We hit the bar, we hit the post uh, in the last 10 minutes. Uh, you know, so a wee bit of luck that could have been, the result could have been better. Uh, what I can say to them is that uh, we are working hard uh, during training. Uh, we always insist that the players go out and work hard in the games. Uh, they're going to make mistakes. I've said right from the off that because we have a, a, a young uh, element in the side that, um, that our performance levels will be up and down uh, from game to game. They'll be up and down during the game. Um, but the one thing that, that we need is uh, encouragement from the, the supporters and not criticism. Uh, and, you know, for me, they obviously don't know me. Uh, if they if they expect me just to walk away, um, because I've uh, I've started a job and I I uh, I want to see well I want to finish it especially to the end of the season uh, so they can shout as much as they like but I'm no listener. Looking ahead to the the league games that are coming up against Stennis Muir, Arbroath and Forfar, are you confident that you can turn round this short run the short? Uh Poor performances. Poor yeah, results. of course I am. I mean, we, we've uh, we've we've shown uh, in games uh, both um, at home and away uh, that we can play good football, that we can uh, match any team in the league. Um, you know, and I don't uh, I don't see why uh, why we can't go in, in these games you've mentioned and and get uh, and get victories. And of course, you've got a cup tie with Dundee. Is that one you'll relish personally, given what's come to pass between the two of you in the past, coming down here in a cup competition? Well, I mean, to be honest, I'll only relish it if we if we win the game and go into the next round. Um, I could have personally done without it and uh, having drawn drawn someone else, um, but uh, that's who we're matched up against. Uh, that's who will play, and um, you know, obviously we'll be up for it, and we'll be ready, and uh, hopefully we'll get a result. I'm Josh Flood. I am Lewis Boyle. I'm Gavin McPherson. I'm Alan Cook, and you're listening to the Albion Podcast. Jockey seemed in defiant mood uh, after the game. 
what did you you make of his comments there, David? Let's start with you. I think he's uh, he sounded determined, which is good. Um, you know, as he says, it's, it's early in the season yet. Uh, you know, people are understandably frustrated the way it's going at the minute. Um, but there are tough games coming up. That's the only thing. And uh, you know, it w- won't be easy to to, to beat a Stenhouse Muir team who've who are unbeaten at home, or an Arbroath team who are you know right up there at the top of the league, near the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the next um the next three games are quite are quite tough in the sense that it's a local derby against Stennis Muir team who are doing well in the league, um and then two games against teams that Stirling have already lost to, mm-hmm. um so the the Dumbarton result in particular I don't think did uh, jockey any favours I think uh, you know he's but the, the team have perhaps played themselves into quite a, a difficult situation now but. Uh, yeah, he deserves a chance to, to get them out of it. You mentioned the Dundee tie. Um, what do you make of that tie? Were you happy with the draw or, or not so much, David? I, I was really disappointed at first. I think you're always looking, um, you know, dare I say, Galaferi, despite what happened <laughs> 10 years ago, or, or Vale of Leith, and it's really important uh, for Sterling financially to, to be in the fourth round where there is at least a chance of drawing Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, <laughs> Hibs. Now, I know it's only a small chance, Last time we were in the fourth round, we, we drew Albion Rovers and then lost 9-0 at Ross County. So it doesn't always work out. Um, so I was really down at first. On reflection, it's maybe not the worst draw. We could have been away to Cowdenbeath in front of a tiny crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, Dundee will bring a good support through. We've not beaten them since 1978. You think it might happen at some point. They're not having the best of seasons. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not impossible. Yeah. yeah, my initial reaction was one of disappointment at... I wanted. I would even have taken a, a, a Devonville, you know, another <laughs> four-hour journey up there to to see a uh, game there. But um, on reflection, um, it's it's a, a a decent payday, I suppose, for mm-hmm. for Sterling. Um, Dundee should bring a decent uh, away support. They certainly did last season. Um, but from a, pa- a fan's perspective, you know, we played them four times last season, so it's not um, one that brings up a, a lot of enthusiasm yeah uh, the tie didn't seem particularly favourable to, to Jockey um, and amidst all of these these reactions from fans I suppose the important thing that we're forgetting is is, is the players reactions and indeed you caught up with Brian Allison again this week to, to chat about what the fans sorry not the fans what the players thought about uh, the, the criticism Jockey's been into so we'll just play that now Okay, Brian, uh, as club club captain, do you think the criticism of, of Jockey as as a manager is is a fair criticism? Um, no, I don't think it's merited. I think if you look at the performances, I think the players, I think us as players, we need to stand up and take responsibility. Um, obviously, the gaffer has uh, set out his team the way he wants us to play, and to be honest, for some reason, I don't know why that is. We just we've obviously not been not been playing that way, and. Obviously, the gaffer, use won't be the change, but the gaffer's not happy, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So, from your comment, I, I gauge that the, the players still have complete confidence in the management team, not just Jockey, but also John Blackley. Oh, completely, completely. You can see that in training. Um, in training, they're just, they're, they're always happy, the boys are buzzing. There's always a good feel about the place, and when it comes to a Saturday, I, I, for, the, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, but the last two weeks, I think... Um, like obviously the, these spiking I thought we'd done really well actually and we just obviously deflected goal 88th minute it's, that just killed us but um, 
the last game here, they didn't play very well. Like I said, for whatever reason, I don't know why that is, but we need to take it through from training to Saturday. Talking about the, the players' confidence in themselves rather than in the management team, has that, has that been affected at all by these last three results, or do you still feel as confident as ever that you can climb up the table? Um, as as myself, I can only speak uh, for myself, but for myself, I'm as confident as ever um, that we will have a run of results. We've had a, a bad a bad run of results, but I think everybody knows that you can't go through a season and not have a wee sticky patch now. Our ones came quite early doors, so I think if we get that out of the way, hopefully on Saturday, if we get that out of the way, then we'll be looking forward and looking up the way. Brilliant. Thanks so much. That was, that was well timed, actually. <laughs> I'm Sean Fagan. I'm Mark McCullough. I'm Scott Davidson. I'm Darren Smith. I'm Sean Dillon, and you're listening to the Albion Podcast. So, players obviously behind Jockey as well, it's encouraging news, and Looking forward to Saturday's game against Stenhouse-Muir where they've got a chance to overturn this run. Uh, what do you make of the chances uh, on Saturday, Graham? Um, well, it's going to be tough, there's no doubt about that, but I think um, maybe not quite to the extent of this situation, but Albin have already been in a reasonably similar situation after the Forford game. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to Airdrie, a team that were expected to beat us um, at, at home. We put in a good performance and I, I think we were unlucky not to come away with three points in that game. So they do know how to, to respond to a poor performance or in this case a, a few a, a poor you know a run of poor performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough. But I think Stennis Muir were unlucky not to win the game at a fourth bank. Um, I think Brown Ferguson hit the, the bar twice. I, I don't ever remember him being as good as headers at... <laughs> At Alawa, but uh... no, that's right. I think I think it's a very tough game. I think um, Graham's right. I think although we got a draw at home and actually should have won it right at the end with Aaron Smith's chance, they were the better team on the day. I think um, at home, four wins and a draw. They've beaten Cowdenbeath. They've beaten Arbroath. There's a plastic pitch factor. It's maybe not much of an issue. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not one jockey ever complains about. And actually, Airdrie, as Graham mentioned, we played some of the best football we have all season. It's actually 11 years this weekend since we last lost to Stenhouse Muir um, 3-2 at Fourth Bank. But the teams haven't actually met as often as you might think mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, um, yo-yoing up and down the, the tables, missing each other. Absolutely, but I, th- I really think it is a really tough game. We struggled big time on, on set pieces last mm-hmm. time and could well have been two or three down in the first half. That was a big worry in the last game was the, the set pieces and that was where um, they, they caused us a lot of problems, I think. Um that's actually been a little bit of a recurring theme throughout the season. I think we saw it against Forfar as well, a cross coming at the box, no one really taking control, and Chris Templeman tapped in at the back post. Yeah. So we need to solve that before Saturday. Let's talk about uh, Sam Filler and um, Callum almost back in back into the first team. He's he's returning to full fitness again. What do you make of Sam Filler's performances this season? Do you think he's done enough to keep his place? On Saturday, I personally felt he was one of the best players on the field. I, I think Sam has grown as the season's gone on. While, the, while some of the others in the team have maybe hit a dip in for him, I think he's been excellent in recent weeks. Um, he's had a number of good saves, and I, I think he seems to have grown in confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Callum is a very good goalkeeper, but he's obviously not played at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably needs a f- couple more friendly games, bounce games, to get a bit of sharpness back, and I'd be surprised if to see a change certainly in the next two or three weeks yeah yeah, that's the issue with, with Callum Reedford is that he is um, as they put it back to full fitness he's just missing mark sh- match sharpness uh-huh. and with Sam uh, as David says they're growing with every game uh, 
you know, I don't think there's any reason to to rush back uh, Callum Reedford. And, uh, you know, I think if Sam hadn't been putting in the performances he has been putting in, then we would see, you know, Jockey rushing uh, Callum back. But, um, yeah, Sam uh, was slightly suspect on a, on a couple of things uh, at the start of the season, but he's certainly added, um, you know, a bit of uh, aerial prowess, you know, coming to get the ball, and he was always a, a great shot stopper. That was never a worry. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we've been quite lucky to have him in, over the past month. Good. With that in mind, what are your predictions for Saturday's game? I mean, they're unbeaten at home in the season, so obviously it'll be a tough encounter. But I, I think if we'd get a draw, we'd be we'd be pleased with yeah. that. I really do. I think that would. I think it's so key, and it's such a cliche, but scoring first. It, we've only since the Albion Rovers game back in August, we've only managed to get the first goal once, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, it's just crucial. If we could get the first goal, then everybody gets a lift. Yeah. I think if you go behind, it, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. I, re- I read a, sta- a crazy statistic once that is it sixty-five percent of teams that score first go on to win the game. I so. certainly saw in the Champions League two mm-hmm. or three years ago there was a UEFA survey, and it was seventy-five percent of teams that scored mm-hmm. first will win. Uh-huh. And people are laughing now because we're not in the Champions League. But <laughs> <I think laughs> not, not, yet. Yet. not yet. Not yet. Aye. Hopefully that illustrates a point. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Graham, predictions for Saturday. Um, I'm going to go with a draw because I, I expect a bit of a reaction mm-hmm. uh, from the Albion players but also you can't discount that uh, Steny are a, a good team at the moment and especially at home so I'll go yeah. with a score draw Much change to the tactics do you imagine dropping five into midfield or? I, I don't see much change I know there's been mm-hmm. some people don't like the three at the back yeah. at the sort of three-five-two that Jockey plays at the moment I think we do we do lack a, lack drive in midfield but that's you know we've got a small squad um, you know, we missed somebody like Stephen Bell, but he was an exceptional player, and and currently where the club are, that's not that's obviously not the type of player we're going to be able to have. So I I don't see a lot of changes. There's not there's not an awful lot of option. I don't mm-hmm. think um, you know there's guys on the bench, but they've tended just to 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 come on. Stephen Nicholas or Craig McLeish haven't featured an awful lot. Lewis Boner um, wasn't involved last week. He he's done quite well wide right before. He might feel he deserves a chance, but. I don't see many changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not too much that Jockey can change. Um, although I did feel um, in the first half uh, on Saturday there against Dumbarton that the return of Daly McSorley added a bit of a uh, bit of something else to the midfield. I, th- I think he's uh, got the top confidence to sort of uh, take control of the midfield. And I just think as the game went on, he sort of started to wane a little bit in his match fitness. He's obviously been out for quite a while. Um, I think the one the one place where the changes do happen most often is who who sits behind uh, Scott Davidson and, and Dan Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jockey has, I don't think he's quite decided whether he likes Alan Cook in there or Josh Flood or Lewis Boner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they seem to interchange that position quite often. Um, but, yeah, I don't really see too much changing. OK, so a tough encounter on Saturday, but let's hope we can end, end the run of results at the moment. But uh, moving away from matters on the field, but I suppose not really, the club announced uh, the the change in kit for next season. Fans voted on option number four from the six available on the website. A nice sky blue uh, shirt that's demonstrated here. What do you think of the the choice? Yeah, I think it's a good choice. That's the, the new away kit. Obviously, the home shirt, uh-huh. I think, is just staying the same for next year, but the, the, the current white away kit, be redundant come the end of the season yeah. and I think it's a great idea to get the fans to vote um, and it's a nice kit yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a nice kit it's a, you know I had people uh, getting in touch with me of fans of other SFL clubs saying you know why can't our, our team mm-hmm. do that and I think it's a good idea as David says to get the fans to vote on that 
Uh, I particularly like the the, the, the sky blue. Um, although uh, following uh, Manchester United in my spare time alongside Al- Sterling Albion, I, I, I can accept that sky blue has a bit of meaning to uh, to Sterling fans. You know, I always think of the the, the playoff game at Airdrie um, with uh, Robert Snodgrass, you know, scoring the, the winning goal. So what they've got put us up. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good choice. Good. Do you think the club or other clubs should in, uh, sort of ask the fans? Would you would you like Sterling Albion to ask fans more about issues like this, or what do you think there needs to be? Because obviously, Ebbsfleet United had a, a similar ownership model to Sterling Albion, but also completely different in many other ways. Do you think? It's yeah, good they to actually have selected the, the team, did they not? Ebbsfleet uh, United, that's did they right. Not have they would, a, uh-huh. a vote. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there's got to be a line somewhere. I think you've got to give the management of the club and the management of the the team. Uh, some sort of responsibility mm-hmm. otherwise there's, there's no point in them being there and you employ them to do a job with their experience um, but this is a, a good way and uh, you know I, I can't think off the top of my head but I'm sure that there are more ways that, in this sort of uh, you know vein of ideas that, to get fans involved mm-hmm. David? I don't think Jockey would like Graham picking the team <laughs> but I, I think I think Graham's right I think it's really important to engage with the supporters and, and, and there's maybe some people out there feel that's not happened enough but I think the guys at the club are trying really hard there's a meeting coming up on the 13th of November, the Sunday, um, you know, whatever they can come along, you know, the guys are working hard behind the scenes and yeah. it's, it's really important. We've got a small fan base, a loyal yeah. fan base and, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, the supporters. You know, we need everybody on side. Uh, absolutely. Well, you just mentioned there the, the open fans meeting on Sunday, the 13th of November. That's at 4pm. So if you want to, to head along to that, that'll be in the castle suite of the Doubletree Dunblane Stadium. Um, and so fans will have the chance to ask questions of the newly constituted executive board. Um, so you come along 4pm, 13th of November. Uh, another couple of announcements from Sterling Albion. Sterling Albion Ladies Day. Uh, the club are pleased to announce they are hosting a ladies' day on the 12th of November at their home game against Arbroath. Uh, tickets are priced at £35 and include a champagne reception, buffet and drinks throughout the afternoon. Those interested in attending should contact the club's commercial team. Uh, the youth team are playing in the third round of the SFA Youth Cup against St Mirren. That will take place at St Mirren Park on Sunday the 13th of November. So if you want to go to, to both the, that and the open fans meeting, that will be a a rush back and forth because that kicks off at one o'clock and uh, finally a, a bit of a shout out for the the magazine that will be available at the next home game and you mentioned there Robert Snodgrass he is the uh, we got an interview with him for this month so a big piece on him uh, and that will also be available at the Dundee game on the 19th of November thank you very much for your time this evening gents and you're uh, welcome thanks for coming on the show it's been a pleasure thank you very much and uh, we'll most certainly see you on Saturday afternoon in Stenhouse Muir Yes. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Albion podcast and uh, keep up with the website for, for the next issue. Oh, it, 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 it